In the holy name of Jesus, Amen. Amen. It's always nice when people speak clearly and truthfully. Anybody who's been on a sports team, musical group, the orchestra, any group that requires practice, I think knows exactly what I'm talking about. Way back in high school, during my four years of basketball, my coach at every first practice of the year gave his canned speech about what it meant to be part of the Wausau West Warrior basketball team. He said, if you want to be a warrior, expect giving up six days of your week. Plan at least two hours a day of practice. You might as well forget Thanksgiving break, Christmas break. Plan on sweating a lot, running a lot, and probably experiencing a little bit of pain in practice. But in the end, through all that, you'll be called a warrior. It's always nice when he spoke so clearly and truthfully. Quite clear what he was asking. And during my four years of being a Wasawas warrior, he never lied. It was exactly how he described it. So now our ears turn towards our Lord's words in today's gospel lesson. How do we hear his words today? Does he really mean hating my mother and father? Does he really mean to hate my wife and my child? Does he mean really to hate my own life? What does he mean by taking up my cross? It's maybe at this moment that we want Jesus to be a little less clear so that we have a little wiggle room to kind of find our way and actually tame the words that he says to us. However, though, he's quite clear. And today he's calling us out to be disciples. From the looks of it, Jesus had quite a big crowd at his first practice. If you read in the first sentence of today's gospel reading, a crowd was following Jesus. So there was no problem as far as popularity. There was no problem with getting people to show up. What we might perceive as being something positive, Jesus maybe saw as a problem. But Jesus, being who he was, wanted to communicate the truth. To have them know exactly what they were signing themselves up for. Because being one of Jesus' disciples meant more than just simply hanging out with him. It actually meant something. Something real, like giving up your family. Or possibly giving up your life to be called one of his disciples. 
for the crowd and for us, his words meant exactly what they said. Because following Jesus doesn't happen in a vacuum, and it doesn't happen in the abstract. It happens in real life. It involves a real path, a real goal, a real people, and a real God. What path? Jesus' path that we see in the four Gospels. What goal? The goal of all four Gospels, death and resurrection. What people? The people that Jesus formed in Acts chapter 2, the church. And what God? The one who's living, the one who's working right now in front of you, in your ear, on your skin, and soon to be in your mouth. Jesus Christ, in his word and in his sacraments. You see, like being a Wasa West warrior, there are very real things I could expect. How much more than for the disciples of the living God? Our Lord says to us today, basically, you can't have your life how it was before you encountered me. You can't have a life that you think you might have. You must have your life as I Speak it. So you must consider the cost and find out if you're ready for the long haul. Now when Jesus says these words, I think we often hear him just speaking of us apart from himself. We often will draw our eyes to ourselves. However, I encourage you to consider the one who's speaking them. Back to Wasa West. Coach Murphy, when he would give the canned speech, many of the players said, you know, he's just saying that because he's the coach. He can direct us. He can boss us around. However, Coach Murphy, he did put his time in. However, he was never the star of his own basketball team. He was the one who went down and sat at the end of the bench. And he said to himself, as a coach, if I went through playing a sport at the end of the bench, I know that you guys who will play can do the same thing. He had already been through it. And now it's come out on the end, and he could give his players real expectations. The same with Jesus. Jesus today, he's the one who speaks these words. And like the Savior he is, he's considered the cost of saving you. And like the builder he is, he's considered the cost of what it means to build his building, the church. And like the king he is, he's considered the cost of waging war against sin, death, and the devil. So when he speaks these words about giving up life, giving up your family, carrying your cross, he doesn't speak them from way up in heaven, but he speaks to you on dirt level. He speaks to you because he knows he's going to go through them. And from our perspective today, he's already gone through them. 
So when he says to carry your cross, he's not speaking as if he doesn't know what he's talking about. Philippians chapter 2 says, Our Lord, who, being in the very nature of God, did not consider equality with God something to be grasped, but made himself nothing, taking the very nature of a servant, being made in human likeness, and being found in appearance as a man. He humbled himself and became obedient to death, even death on a cross. See, Jesus is the one who gave up his family. He gave up his family for his mission to save you and to bring you, part, to bring you into the family of God. You see, Jesus is the one who gave up his life for your salvation. So when he talks about carrying his cross, he means following me in concrete, real footsteps. When he tells us to carry the cross, he means die to your old ways, rise to the new ways. Rise to the life of discipleship. Rise to the life of a Christian. Now, of course, this makes sense if we sit back and think about it because Jesus Christ is Lord, and he does what he does. The thing is, though, today, Olivia has Jesus wrapped around her now. She's put on the robe of Jesus, Galatians chapter 3. And now she begins her journey with Jesus putting his word in her ear so that she might speak it. And there will come a day and a time where she'll receive his body and blood so that she might live his resurrected life. So when we're a disciple, it's not as if Jesus is commanding us to do things and petitioning us to get our priorities right. When he's talking to us today, he's communicating a living reality. This is who you are as disciples. You are the ones who've given up everything to follow me. You are the ones who carry my cross because I am there with you. So, every Wausau West basketball player, he had to say yes to Coach Murphy. I believe you. I believe that this is what it means to be a Wasa West warrior. Jesus said to his father, Yes, I believe you, Father. This is what it means to be the Savior of the world. And now Jesus today in the Gospel text asks you the same thing. But not only do we have to say yes, I think many of us have to ask us another question. Is it worth it? Going through four years of Coach Murphy basketball, at the end of my senior year, every single person said a resounding yes, it was worth it, because we knew we were warriors. And Jesus, at the end, when he was on the cross and he cried out to his Father, he gave a resounding yes, it is worth it. It is worth being the Savior of this world, even though it means my death for you. So finally, today, we have to ask ourselves, is it worth it? And I'm going to finish with a story. 
There was a classmate of mine at Wheaton College. His name was Zach. He came from Cleveland, Ohio. He came from a family of non-Christians. And not simply just apathetic non-Christians, but people who were very anti-Christian. But there came a point in time that Zach became a follower of Jesus. And his family renounced him. And not only that, but Zach had to renounce his way of life in order to be a follower of Jesus. I met Zach teaching on the south side of Chicago, teaching Sunday school. And through our time, I learned all these facts of Zach. And then finally, at the end, I asked Zach, or I said to him, Man, that must have been hard. And that's basically a college boy's way of saying, was it worth it? And when I said, man, that must have been hard, Zach turned to me with a perplexed face. He turned to me just very confused. And he gave this answer to my question, was it worth it? He goes, dude, I'm Christian. In the holy name of Jesus, amen.